0: In this session of Look at the Book, we're going to move beyond verse 19, which we looked at last time, and look at verse 20. You will say to me then, this hypothetical listener says to Paul, why does God still find fault, still judge us, because of being hardened like pharaoh why does god still find fault with pharaoh when he actually governed pharaoh's will to bring about his purpose for who can resist his will answer nobody if, if nobody can ultimately resist the will of god if god's will is ultimately and decisively what determines all things including all human behavior then Uh, why does he still find fault? Now, Paul's first response to this is, Who are you, O man, to answer back to God? So, Father, as we hear those words spoken, perhaps, to us, depending on what our attitude is, I pray that they would have a saving effect on us, a humbling effect on us, a correcting effect. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Who are you, O man, to answer back to God? What does that word mean, answer back? Does that mean if God tells you something, you may not you may not ask any questions you may not do this why does he still find fault paul doesn't like that now is is the reason he doesn't like it because questions are not allowed or because this man's attitude is wrong now, here's a possible clue answer back is probably a pretty good translation. The Greek word behind that, and you can do this kind of study yourself with a concordance and a, um, the kind of Bible software that tells you where the other uses are behind uh, for the Greek word behind the word you're looking at. So behind this word is a Greek word that's only used one other place. Right here, Luke 14, 5 and 6. Jesus said to them, which of you having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on the Sabbath day will not immediately pull him out? He says that to people who are bent out of shape because he's healing on the Sabbath. And it says, they could not reply. That's the word. They could not answer back to these things. Now, what does that mean? They could not answer back to these things. They could not reply. Well, they, They could have said... Wonderful. That, that's a very insightful statement, and you have persuaded us, and we're sorry. Or they could have uh, queried him in some humble way. But what this means is they could not answer back. That is, they couldn't contradict the wisdom of this. Nothing they said was going to overturn the implication of what Jesus said. So when I hear this word, O man, um, who are you to answer back? I'm taking Paul to mean who are you to think that you can raise a legitimate objection against the action of God so as to find fault with him and overturn his will. So I think the problem here is not that it's wrong to ask questions, but that the attitude here is wrong. And it might be helpful just to... Notice something from the contrast between Zechariah's question in Luke 1 at the birth of the prophecy of his son's birth and, and Mary's question in Luke 1 at the prophecy of Jesus' birth because the angel gets mad at Zechariah's question and he, he likes Mary's question. What's the difference? Zechariah said to the angel, so the angel had just said to Zechariah, you're going to have a son. Now, he and his wife are too old to have a son. Uh, They are uh, beyond childbearing age. This is going to be a miracle son, not a virgin birth, but a miracle birth anyway. Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? How shall I know this? In other words, you haven't given me enough evidence for me to believe this. I want you to give me more evidence. For I'm an old man, and my wife has advanced in years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. I was sent to speak to you and bring you this news, and behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place because you did not believe my words. This question here, this question, how shall I know this, is a sign of skepticism and unbelief. He doubted the words of the angel, and the angel said, look, I have given you enough evidence already. So I would say there is a question that you can ask God that will make God angry. Demanding of God that he give things he shouldn't give or finding fault with God or calling God into question, those are not allowed. You don't call God into question. But here's Mary. So she's just been told something even more amazing, namely that a virgin herself is going to have a baby. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be? This is not a question of how can I know this? You haven't given me enough evidence. But I'm a virgin, and I have no idea how a virgin can have a baby. She's asking for help in understanding how God's going to do his work will, she's not calling God's will into question. And so the angel answered with amazing graciousness, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, the power of the Most High will overshadow you, therefore the child will be called the Son of God. So he was willing to give her the answer she, she asked for. So my conclusion to what's going on here, but who are you, O man, to answer back to God, is not no questions allowed when God speaks, but rather an attitude of pride, an attitude of skepticism, an attitude of fault-finding toward God. That attitude is out of place. So Paul says, who are you? oh man, to answer back to God. And surely we are to see the stark contrast between those two words. You, man, are putting God in the dock and demanding that he um, change his ways of relating to Pharaoh because you don't think he should find fault with Pharaoh? No look at this. You know, sometimes some things are so obvious, and I recommend this for your own Bible study with a journal or uh, whatever you're keeping notes on. Something so obvious like this, pause and say, now why is Paul so upset here? What is the difference between God and man? You, a mere man, Calling God into question. So let's just do that for a moment. Here's God. Here's man. God, creator. Man, created. God, infinite. Man, finite. God, utterly, totally self sufficient, man totally dependent on God for everything, God all-knowing, man little-knowing, God unerring, man Often erring. And if we are mere creation, finite, dependent, little-knowing, often-erring, not to mention sinful, and God is creator, and infinite, and self-sufficient, and all-knowing, and unerring, then this question here is not an idle question. Who are you, a mere man, mere man, oh man, to answer back to God? So the posture we should have as we tackle these next questions, Paul's answer to the question, he is going to answer this question, believe it or not. The posture we should have is one of utter submission to God and great Love for God because he has made us vessels of mercy and has expressed enormous patience in the world.